Thanks for joining us at Life for All International Radio. I'm your host, Jana Gordoni. We hope that by listening, each of you will be more educated on the matters of pro-life and be encouraged and equipped to affirm life in everyday conversations. Welcome back to the Life for All podcast. I'm Grady Lynn. I'm sitting here um, with Blake Lindley, who is president of Life for All International. How are you doing, Blake? I'm doing good. So the the topic for today is orphan care, Blake, which is a a pretty broad topic that I think can include a lot of stuff, both in our backyard and also on the other side of the world. But I think it's important to first ask, what is an orphan? What do you what do you mean when you talk about orphans? Okay, I, I, it is a broad topic and I agree with you 100%. Um, orphan, it, it kind of depends. So we have in, in, here in the United States, the idea of an orphan is somebody who doesn't have a mother or a father. They don't have parents. Maybe their parents were um, died in a car wreck, and and therefore they don't have. They no longer have parents. Um, but that's so. That's really an American perspective. But that's not really um, how orphans are described in the Bible. So uh, orphans are often described as somebody who doesn't have a father. So they, yeah, so they may actually have a mother, but they may not actually have a father. So an orphan is Isaiah chapter one, verse 17, learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the oppressed, defend the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. So an orphan is somebody who doesn't have a father. So um, a, a woman who is single, who's lost their father, that uh, from a biblical perspective is considered an orphan in need of Christian care, our care as Christians. Gotcha. I guess I had always thought that fatherless was some just ancient relic of, uh, of the Hebrew language, but that's cool to hear it to, uh, compared to the term that we're all familiar with of, of orphan. Um, so you mentioned a Bible verse there. And the Bible seems to say, seems to mention the orphans and the fatherless um, many times throughout both the Old and the New Testament. What is the, what should the Christian relationship with the fatherless be? How are Christians supposed to um, interact with the orphans? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think one thing that this, uh, you know, the reason that you hear it over and over and over again is because it is on the heart of God. He is our father. That's why he puts it in the Bible, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. The heart of God is his written word, the scripture. And so when we find it over and over again, repeated, uh, both in the old and new, um, we should recognize that this is something that God cares about. Um, and it's not just something that he's, he's just saying, uh, for the sake of saying. So I believe that God is our heavenly father and that is a role that he fills and that he calls us, uh, he wants us to call him father. Um, even in Jesus's, uh, model prayer, he said, our father, uh, who art in heaven. 
And so God, in one sense, sees himself as a father. Um, and so he wants us to to take care of those who do not have a father um, and to to care, care for them. He has a heart for for people who are without a father. That's cool. I yeah, I love I love how you said that, because it, it frames caring for the orphans, not just as doing this generically nice thing, but in a very real way, depicting the the gospel, the salvation story that God, the father, the ultimate father to the fatherless um, has with his lost and, and broken people. Um, I like how you framed that. Yeah. Uh, so, so what we, we've talked about kind of what it means to be an orphan, but how are Christians supposed to care for the orphans? That's, that's kind of the topic for the podcast. Um, what does that mean to care for the orphans? Yeah, and I think that's uh, good. I mean, there's so many ways. Really, there's as many ways as as you could possibly even think of and be creative with. Um, number one, I think, uh, at least for Americans and Christians in, in America, I think one of our biggest issues is just apathy. Hmm. Um, do we even have a real heart for the orphan? Um, we know that there's orphans. Um, there's thousands and thousands of orphans around the world today who are fatherless. So the question is, are, how is this a, something that is disconnected? You know, they're over there. They're in these other countries. They have a different culture. They speak different language. I've never met them. I've never seen them. So does that make us disconnected to the point where we don't even really see it? We don't think about it. Um, almost to a degree as Christians, and I'm not accusing anybody of it. I'm just saying, and this is how it is even with me. Um, we can be, uh, we don't see it day to day. And right. so it's almost like it doesn't even exist. So one is just developing to, to me, before you do anything practical, you have to develop the heart for it, the desire for it, the passion for it. So if you if you hear us talking about orphan care and you think, well, that's really distant, uh, it may just be that you have some apathy in your heart towards the 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 suffering of these children, these children who do not have uh, an earthly father uh, with them. So to me, the answer always to a heart issue is prayer. Okay. So if, if we want to have a heart for orphans, we need to ask. So God tells us all the time that if we ask for something, he will give it to us if it is according to his will. Well, we know from scripture that, that taking care of orphans is according to his will. So if we struggle with having that desire and that heart, we need to ask God, God, uh, give me a heart for the orphan okay. and continue to pray that every day. Lord, give me a heart for the orphan. And I do believe that he will open up um, doors and opportunities and things just within your own heart and mind that will make you want to um, reach out and minister in specific ways. Uh, specific, yeah. So that's just, that's just the desire no, that's a good, to get a heart for it. That's good and important. And I think, if the main problem is apathy, then the the foremost solution before any practical, um, you know, boots on the ground strategies needs to be 
a heart issue. So I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I appreciate you starting there. No, 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 no. That's great. I'm glad you, you cut me off and I didn't answer your question. So it's, it's really my fault. So <laughs> to, now to answer, now that I got, both, there you go. Now you that got I got the to the, out of the way. Yeah. The heart <laughs> okay. issue, uh, I can deal with the practical and I, you know, practically, you know, most people think, the, one of the other issues for us as Christians is we think of the biggest thing possible okay. or the hardest thing possible or the most important thing. So when we think of caring for orphans, we think I'm going to have to move my family to Africa and build an orphanage right. from scratch. Right. And I mean, live there for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah. And live right. there the rest of my life. And I mean, that's like the end. And God may call you to that. And God does call people. Historically, he's called people to do that. Currently, there's people who do that. But we have to, to me, that's a big no-no because that's where your mind and your heart's immediately going to react and, and run the opposite direction. Right. It's of, easy to come up with an excuse for why exactly. I should move to yeah, Africa yeah, yeah. for the rest of my yeah. life. Okay. And so the problem is too big. Um, there's too many orphans. I can't help them. Um, you know, and so that becomes an issue. Like there's just so many orphans and I can't help them all. So I'll just won't do anything. So instead right. of having the attitude of, I can't move to Africa. I can't build an orphanage. I can't save them all. We need to start very, very small. We need to start at the very beginning. And so to me, I mean, I think as Americans, really the easiest thing is adopting a, an orphan um, through uh, one of the many uh, orphan programs um, that, there are, that are out there. So lots of Christian organizations doing orphan care. Um, most, almost all orphan care ministries, Christian or non-Christian have a, an adoption program where you can, um, not really adopt, but, um, uh, sponsor okay. a child for a certain amount a month. And to me that, I think that's great. It's a great way to great place to start. Um, you know, Jesus said where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So one of our issues, if we have a heart issue and we're struggling with, do I really love orphans? If you put 15 or $20 a month towards taking care of an orphan, your heart will follow your money. Mm. You know, so wherever we invest our money, uh, our heart always follows our money. So right. sometimes even if you don't, if you're apathetic towards it or you're just struggling to, to have a vision and a passion, you know, just sponsoring a child is, is a good, um, starting place. Yeah. Sure. I, I think that often, uh, it, it's often believed that you first have to have a passion for something and then you give the, you know, and then your wallet follows. Yeah. Um, when in fact, uh, oftentimes the other way can be just as effective that by investing in something, you're investing not only your money, but also your passion and your interest in that topic. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I think, uh, to me, at least how it's always played out in my life, I have to invest the money first. I might see, right. I might see the potential, um, of what I'm giving to. So say orphan care, I understand it. I see the potential, but do I have a real heart for it, a passion for it? Uh, oftentimes it, it's not until we invest that money that we really begin, um, having that passion, that vision. 
Um, other things I think are obviously going overseas right. is good. I mean, uh, beyond just sponsor sponsorship, if you can give more, um, you can always give more. I think uh, international adoption mm. is important. Um, so it's not a cure-all or a fix-all. So, you know, we kind of think of adoption as just being the, in some ways, a solution to the problem. Right. But the reality is there's so many orphans, um, it would still be very difficult to adopt them all. Okay. Even if, even if that's what our heart was for. Right. So, you know, me and my wife, we have one adopted son and we're very thankful for him. But even if God called us to continue to adopt and to even to adopt internationally, uh, we couldn't adopt every single child. Right. So, um, so it is important. And every child we, somebody does adopt, does uh, bring them into a family, does create a father for them. So it is important. Um, it's just not an end all solution. So, um, for Americans, I think uh, sponsoring a child, um, if the Lord is leading you, I think uh, adopting is good. Um, but for people that live overseas, I think uh, for them, um, adopting within their own country um, can mm -hmm. be a great thing. So, you know, if you live in South Africa, and you see an orphan issue, you need to think to yourself, you know, can I be a solution to this problem? Can I bring them into my family? Right. So, and you know, that caveat is, is that may not be what God has for, for you personally. Right. You know? So I'm not the Holy spirit. I can't tell people that God is telling them to adopt a child into their family. Um, right. Uh, but certainly, you know, that's, that's one way to, that's a clear, tangible yeah. way to make a difference yeah, yeah. on the issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I always need people to tell me to start small because I'm terribly <laughs> guilty of getting too wrapped up in the big picture. Yeah. Um, so, so forgive the next question, but um, how, how for, for those who give $20 a month to an orphan program um, or even, or even make the incredible sacrifice to adopt, how how are Christians supposed to see that in the big picture as far as addressing mm -hmm. this problem yeah, yeah. as a whole? Because I could imagine that even if you give your $20 a month, it's hard to, f to feel like you're um, making progress against that, uh, 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 progress against orphans mm -hmm. and, um, and fatherlessness on a global scale. Yeah. So how should Christians think about these micro- um, generosities yeah, yeah. in the context of the bigger picture. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me say that I love uh, people who have a big vision for things. So, so I'm glad that that's you. So the world, <laughs> the world needs people who, who see, see uh, the struggles in the world or even the need for the gospel and, and think on a large scale. So that's good. I mean, don't, don't hear me. I'm not discouraging sure, that. Sure, so sure, that sure. is you and you're listening to this. <laughs> Please go go big. I mean that that's a good thing. Um, on the small scale, I think you know. To me, I look at my son Jordan, and, and when we adopted him, uh, just 
the impact that he made on my life. He made mm-hmm. me a father. I wasn't a father. He made me a father. He made my wife a mother. He, uh, he made our youngest son a brother. He's had a huge impact. Uh, he's eight years old. He's had a huge impact. So to me, when, I, when we look at the, the global scale of fatherlessness and even uh, orphans who don't have a mother or a father, we have to go back to the individual. Yeah. Every individual matters. Every individual is important. Every So if, if you're even just sponsoring one child, you're making an impact in that person's life. That's a real person with a real soul um, yeah. who lives in time and space, uh, created with a purpose. God loves that person. So to me, like sponsoring a child or adopting a child or something, like we can't underestimate how big that is or how life changing that is or how important that is. I mean, that's, that's a person. Um, That's not a statistic. That's a real person. Um, And so God doesn't use just one, one of us to, to bring hope and healing to a broken world. Um, He uses all of us. And so we have to say, what is my role? What is my part? What is God calling me to do in this? And, you know, George Mueller is a great example of this. Uh, he, you know, felt called to missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, he was from Germany. He ended up in England and was pastoring a church. And he saw all these street children. And God laid it upon his heart to do something about it. So he started taking care of them and eventually taking care of them. He started renting some space in a house just in a neighborhood. And then God blessed that and it grew out and they got so big that they had to move out of the house and buy some land and they bought some land. And then they had to build an orphanage. And by the end of George Mueller's life was, wasn't looking to do orphan care. That was not something that he was looking to do. Uh, he was just trying to be faithful to God. But by the end of his life, 10,000 orphans had passed through his orphan ministry in England. Wow. Uh, and he is called the robber of the streets. So so here's a man who um, was just trying to be obedient to God, thought he was called to be a missionary. He pastored a church uh, for the most most of the time that he did this orphan ministry, but God just placed these uh, ch- street children on his heart, and um, you know when he passed away, he was by far the most famous person um, in Bristol, which is where his orphan right. orphanage was, um, and people came out by the uh, tens of thousands to uh, to to celebrate his life. Wow. Yeah. So that's an incredible story. Yeah. And and again, that's not to say that that's what everybody's called. Right, 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 right. But, but it's still inspired. It's, it's still inspiring. And robber of the streets is the coolest name ever. Um, That's cool. So I liked what you said. um, Just how the focus on the individual can't be like, that can't be overvalued. That needs to be emphasized. It reminds me of, a quote that I love by C.S. Lewis. Um, and he said, there are no ordinary people. You have never met a mere mortal. Yes, he said absolutely. that 
arts, cultures, nations, and civilizations, these things are mortal and their life is to ours mm -hmm. is the life of a gnat. Um, but it is immortals who we work with, play with, marry, snub, and exploit. <laughs> Immortal horrors or everlasting wonders. And he goes on, and the quote's incredible, and you should read The Weight of Glory. Uh, but, but I appreciate what he says, and it reminds me of what you said, because I think that some people think that that the goal is to change the world. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the, that's the most important thing, that we are to change cultures and civilizations. Um, but Lewis, and it sounds like you might also be challenging people to say, actually, by changing the lives of individuals, that's how we change the world, because those are immortal um, and eternally valuable to our Heavenly Father. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, we didn't even really touch on this, but it's how we lead people to Jesus um, mm. is by having relationships with them, uh, ministering to their needs, um, finding finding out where they're hurting and what what's wrong, and 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 through that we have the opportunity to share Christ, um, and Christ is what transforms a person. Right. You know, when we when somebody accepts Christ, they're given a new nature. Um, they are transformed. They're adopted into the family of God. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so it's a complete transformation. So not every orphan who is adopted into a family or who goes into an orphanage out of the street becomes a believer. Right. But there are thousands who have. Right. And so, right. and, and regardless of if an orphan accepts Jesus or not through our ministry to them, that's, that's not for us. Mm. We desire for them to accept Christ. We want to speak truth to them. So, but we want to be able to love them with God's love um, and speak truth to them as well with the desire that they come to know Christ and that transforms their lives. But even if it doesn't, we have done them only good. Right. You know, we have only blessed them and done them good. And that's really, that's the heart of God. Yeah. I, I like James, one of the verses in, on the sheet in front of me is James one twenty seven that says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Yeah. Um, and and I, yeah, it's it's just it's interesting to think of religion as being, as as, as being as following the heart of God and that pursuit of, of orphans and widows and loving them well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think people have always found that verse interesting because it doesn't seem like what our flesh would say religion is about. Or even what American culture in general yeah, might say exactly. religion is about. Yeah, exactly. But widows are women who have lost their husbands and orphans are those who have lost their father. And so it's the loss of that male influence and that, um, that protection uh, that we are supposed to protect them. And, you know, uh, um, you know, when I, I used to live in Morocco and, you know, I used to see street children all the time. And this was about 10 years ago. And I used to pass by them on my way to somewhere. And I would pass by them. I would see them. I would know that they were street children. 
but I was on my way somewhere. And it wasn't until I came back to the United States that God laid it on my heart and said, what were you doing? What were you thinking? I put you there for these children. I, you were supposed to go and help them, mm-hmm. not pass by them on your way to do your thing. And so that's what we as Christians often do is we're going somewhere and we're passing by the hurting on our way to wherever we're going. Right. But that's not what God has called us to. He's called us to go to the hurting, not to pass by them on our way to go where we are going. Right. You know, and so, you know, I think that that scripture in James, that's what it's talking about. We're not, we're not here to go our own way. We're here for those people, the orphans, the widows, the homeless, uh, the alien, the oppressed. That's who God has put us here for. That's powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Blake. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great perspective. Both talking about orphan care in the context of the gospel and practical steps, and um, and then also just how it it is the really the only way to show the heart of Christ in our religion. If you would like to grab hold of our multiple free resources or to hear more about our ministry, you can visit our website at thegospelsaves.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Instagram via Life for All International.